Welcome to the the oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Twin Geeks. This is Calvin here with Vaughn. Um, and you know what they say about our show: good for health, bad for education. Exactly, doing, that's, that's what everyone says. I'm doing great, Calvin. How are you? Um, you know, I, I'm feeling healthy but uneducated. Uh, okay, <laughs> I think is the right approach here. Uh, I think so. We're, just discussing how hard it would be to do an Akira podcast. <laughs> yeah, is, we've been talking about it for so long, and then we got sat down to do it, and we're like, now how do we do this? <laughs> Once you kind of get your feet wet, and you're like, uh, I'm like, well, I can pronounce some of these names. Uh, I probably can't like recap any of the story. Um, I, yeah, I mean, we could talk about the technical parts. Uh, right. Wouldn't you say it would just be like a losing battle, just trying to, I mean, other people out there, possibly people listening, have read the manga so uh i i feel like it's a fool's errand to try to like recap to them what the story would be yeah i think so i mean i think the the consensus is kind of that this is so dense that it's kind of hard to summarize in any like simple terms (laughs) um but i think that's kind of why it's great too so there's like a density to sometimes japanese science fiction that is a little bit different than like the density of an american science fiction um blade runner i think it's very dense science fiction but i think it's very readable like i could tell you what is happening in blade runner uh uh, it's coherent and i'm not saying that all anime is incoherent but i think they play with bigger ideas that are um a little bit more out there and uh a little harder to trace i think uh, uh going from manga to to anime uh kind of condensed very dense movie it would be very difficult it would be like a whole tv show like trying to explain a whole tv show. right yeah yeah i think there's akira definitely has like a narrative density that even a lot of other of like my favorite anime films i think don't have i mean you've, you've got stuff like um oshi's movies which are very like philosophically dense but there's still like a more simple narrative structure that you can kind of get into but there's just so much going on in this movie that it's really hard to condense it into anything that you can really explain it would be like if in the last episode of this podcast i decided to talk about succession and then refused (laughs) to talk about any of the plot of succession (laughs) (laughs) welcome to four seasons of a tv show yeah this will be like a uh, how do we be the sister uh, podcast is spoiling things by never mentioning the plot of movies right. we just like generically <laughs> talk about like here's a here's a movie that exists um so like part of it uh kind of like capping off what uh our letterbox friends and the internet at wide calls anime which is just a, yeah. a season a celebration a monthly celebration every year of anime uh, which kind of falls into a fun period where uh some of this international stuff is starting to get released this time of year. Sif uh, usually has at least one or two offerings, so uh, it's a it's a good time for me to to have my anime. Yeah, did uh, you watch Sif's anime this year? I know they had at least I did. one. Yeah. Okay. How was I it? watched the one they had. Uh, we could get into that. Uh, should we just go over our list? Um, yeah. Sure. Uh, okay. How many do you have here? I have five. I have 12. Okay, um, some of them are some of them are yeah, just kind of shorts. Um and I think I ended up watching more, but these are the ones I only listed the ones that were new to me. Um but there were some rewatches in there as well. I watched this. a whole TV show. So uh, I mean maybe that like makes up for like, you know. I think so. That's that that, that encompasses a lot. You watched um Trigun, right? Yeah, uh which I had seen like growing up like I think either 
Toonami or Adult Swim. It, it okay. could have felt like it could have been on either of those services. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it was, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it possibly could have been on both at some point. <laughs> but uh, Dragon is really interesting because I'm so into Westerns and uh, so into Cowboy Bebop. And it came out the same year as Cowboy Bebop with the same kind of... Uh, so uh, kind, kind of overshadowed, of, yeah. Yeah. Well, overshadowed, but like a rising tide like raises all boats or something, right? Like it's yeah. kind of like uh, Cowboy Bebop leaves a hunger for someone to see what's the other space anime western right. and it's this one and it is endearing as well it's kind of like a show of two abs and i think people are already like arguing with my review because i took the unpopular unknowingly uh, position that uh, <laughs> that the second half is the good half because uh for me i think maybe they're kind of scrambling and trying to like summarize it but they kind of get away from some of the immaturity and uh maybe um just like the parts of anime shows i kind of have trouble with which is uh sometimes okay, they're yeah. a little bit too juvenile in right a way um which is just all media uh american cartoons too or uh far too juvenile sometimes <laughs> for me to take too seriously um so uh, i don't know kind of like the struggle i think of like uh neon justice evangelion when they're trying to like wrap it up and they run out of budget for the last right. episode <laughs> everything's crammed into two episodes yeah and the whole fan base is like is this good or i'm like it's the best episode it's interesting i feel like more than any other like medium anime often has like fan bases where everyone will be very positive on it but it's somehow divisive (laughs) and like why they're positive on it like yes (laughs) everyone loves evangelion but some people hate the ending and some people love the ending and it's like this this weird conflict even though everyone is a huge fan of this thing do you like the um 60 episodes of dragon ball z where they like stand there and fight on this planet for that one like it's, i never uh, i've never watched dragon ball z all the way through i read it i used okay. to read a lot of of manga so there's a lot of anime that i have read but i have not actually watched like the the full run of them i watched dragon ball that's how old i am i, I didn't you know i was before the z <laughs> i was in dragon yeah. ball yeah <laughs> um that yeah then got you know i watched dragon ball z sometimes and i watched the uh shortened versions that's really oh, yeah. nice. Like I, I like that they did a Cliff Notes. Um, I know some of our friends were like watching One Piece, and that has like over a thousand episodes. Like, <laughs> so you can't uh, get into that at this point. It's too late. Yeah, I mean, it's don't even try. Like, don't get involved. It's right. just <laughs> there's no point in trying to watch one thousand episodes with thirty movies of a a show. Um, I mean, even my time in prison that I I plan to spend watching <laughs> all of my shows. It's just not going to, you know, nobody has that long of a right. sentence. I'm going to die in prison <laughs> watching One Piece, you know. Yeah, that is the nice thing is that a lot of these, like, longer anime will then have their companion films, which often just kind of condense uh, a lot of it down into into a short couple hours, which is nice because I will not take the time to watch a, you know, a seven hour plus TV show, but I'll check out the film. That's That makes it easier. We watched our, our first my first one of the month together, which was at Fist of the North Star. Uh, oh, yeah, which, great, great. Which anime. kind of feels that way. It kind of feels like a condensation of like a, a manga that could be a too long anime, but uh, maybe it is parts of shows. I, I can't remember. I feel like it might be a part of a show. I think so. Anime. But yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with it. Great, great animation. I definitely I was kind of focused on like that, that 80s stuff for anime this month, this year. And uh paid off in spades because that stuff is 
so much fun to watch. <laughs> I remember, like, I, I don't know when I discovered anime, but it was, like, in this section. Of course, I grew up, like, late 80s, early 90s, so it's a this, like, section of Blockbuster. And at that time, right. or Hollywood video, whatever it was near me. And it was only, like, 80s anime, because that's all that was out <laughs> on physical media. Like, that's yeah. the only VHS they had, of course. Uh, because the 90s stuff hadn't even made it over to the U.S. yet. Oh, gotcha. Uh, that makes sense. Part, because, yeah. like, pre-Toonami and uh, even pre-Akira, nothing made it over, you know? Yeah, that's like, true. Had, like, Speed Racer was on TV for sure. So uh, that was, like, a blend of American-Japanese uh, studios, I believe. Yeah. Like, uh, borrowing styles from Japan. And uh, Voltron uh, was a thing. I don't think Gundam was even really... I, I mean... I, I don't know what Gundam was to like 96 like yeah so. <laughs> yeah it's yeah it is it is interesting uh Akira made such a huge impact on just kind of the the world of anime at large uh, are there any others that you saw that you'd want to go over from there like the 80s period uh... yeah um let's see if I'm going specifically 80s I mean the the best movie that i watched um this month or at least for the first time that month um was royal space force uh the wings of hanamis Han- i don't even that know how to, really good. how to pronounce it but yeah it's 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 a really really great movie um from i believe um, yeah it's uh so it's one of it's an early gain x film so they ended up are the the studio that ended up making evangelion um and it is it's it's really brilliant it's like not what i was expecting at all i was expecting kind of like a uh war like a space war kind of movie like a more star wars um kind of like thing but it ended up being like this really amazing kind of exercise in world building where they they construct this this really 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 in-depth and and beautiful world throughout the course of the film and then it like has this kind of explosive final act where everything comes to a head and they they make it into space it's almost like uh reminded me a lot of something like the right stuff oh cool. it's kind of like yeah. about the the pioneers going into space for the first time in this kind of Damn. fictional world it's it's Gain really X great right stuff sounds yeah good <laughs> it's it's really great i can't recommend it enough was it called the power of uh royal space Force? royal the, royal space the, Force. Yeah. that sounds really good um i i'm noting that i saw demon city shinjuku but uh i don't remember it <laughs> i'm <laughs> I think reading was... my review and i don't know what the movie is uh we watched was... that we watched that together um, did we yeah with okay. um with, with our friend kevin as well oh, oh with um, kevin yeah i don't remember i okay i remember at the end of my review i said that tarantula creature rules and i <laughs> oh yeah yeah i remember that yeah i remember some of the designs and the 80s grunginess uh yeah, it's got a great, great atmosphere, like really cool, like neon 80s stuff. But as a whole, I was kind of like, yeah, this is kind of just meandering and not <laughs> very great. There's not really a whole lot going on, but it's cool to look at. The problem with like doing like a marathon before or in the midst of Sif is I watched 30 other movies. Right. <laughs> like between. You have so much going on. <laughs> between Trigun and now, I think I've seen 30 or 40 different movies, which is just absurd it's a lot, to yeah. like consider like <laughs> you're just cramming everything in and it was like in a short period where i had like rsv for two weeks and i was just kind of like oh, oh well, yeah I'm, I'm not getting up i'm just uh <laughs> i i just couldn't breathe for two weeks i was like i'm just watching that's not fun know? i'm watching festivals it was kind of fun <laughs> it is kind of nice like <laughs> if you're going to be laid out at least be given like 40 movies from a movie festival. yeah that's true that's true that's a good way to um, do it otherwise i would have just been watching more anime series i would have had to watch the new trigun uh 
which our friends like try to like guilt me into. They're like, oh, it's really good. And it, it's like 3D animation, which kind of isn't like the, the space I really play. Right. In. Yeah. With anime, I really like like you're saying, like the 80s style is really peak. For yeah, me. it's 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 for me, it's it's my favorite as well, because it's just like there's something to it that it just nothing else really scratches the same itch. It's got such an expressive atmosphere to all of it. Um, I'd there say the other. There doesn't seem to be any like cultural interference at all. I don't know how to say like it's so like isolated and, and like specific yeah. to Japan. Like it's almost like an isolationist cinema where it feels like there's <laughs> right. no influence outside of Japanese culture and like the eighties anime in a really special way. Yeah. That's very singular in that way. Like nothing, nothing exists quite like it. It's like almost made. So it's not going to go anywhere else. Like it's almost made with the expectations that Americans won't see it. Like at first it's yeah. It's yeah, almost it's like not... we're watching in. It's it's so cool. It feels cool. Yeah, it doesn't ever feel like it's made for like a broad audience. It's like this is made for this very specific thing, and it's like it's cool that now this so many years later that people can find it and and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, the the one I saw at Safe, by the way, is Lonely Castle in the Mirror, which is just kind of a, you know, maybe some of the same themes you see in a lot of the <laughs> anime, which is just like kind of. I've been playing Persona 4 as well, which is just like truancy of kids at school and like finding right. your own independence and uh, coming of age. But it's kind of like stiffly mannered in kind of uh, a too formal way that I just don't find very okay. interesting. And I don't really always track with like the anime about like uh, adolescent children. And it's another kind that I, I, you know, I'm more into like the space adventures or like the the genre right. fusions and the sci-fi <laughs> stuff. Well, I, I want it to go out there. I don't, you know, the stuff yeah. that's kind of slice of life. Unless it's Ghibli, I'm not really. I'm not yeah, really you want to get get it. wacky with it. Well, it's yeah. funny that you say space adventure because the number two on my list is space adventure Cobra the movie, which is <laughs> also fantastic. <laughs> I love um, these just names. another another great '80s film, which just like great music and gorgeous animation and like a villain who's like made of glass which is cool <laughs> he sounds very breakable yeah well it's it was that was, that was a lot of fun um mm -hmm. and then the last one I'll, I'll mention at the kind of at the top of my list which is not from the 80s um but um mamoru oshi's the sky crawlers a lot oh. of space and sky stuff I'm, I'm noticing in my list here um but really really good um not what I was expecting at all either. Um, also very, a very, I guess I should have expected it because it's Oshi, but very slow and, and kind of ponderous. And I guess kind of um, atmospherically, I guess, similar to Akira in the same way that like, it's like this kind of reflection of the kind of atmosphere of war. And it's like this sort of alternate reality where, the population has become so used to war that they basically just stage a war to constantly be happening around people. Okay, um, very good. They kind idea, of, I think. yeah, they kind of yeah. enlist these these young adolescents to like fight in this fake war um, to placate the population, and it's about the uh, the soldiers that are in in these uh, sky battles um, in these planes. Um, so really, really good. I recommend that one as well. Mm. Well, I mean, that all sounds very interesting. I know I had like a, hmm, I had like a, 
Robotech kind of uh, Macross stuff growing up. I know I had like VHSs of that, and that was like early entry yeah, yeah. for me. Um, I had also kind of made a list of like the uh, anime series that I'm actually like into and invested in this year. Oh, okay. uh, it's it's only six movies, so I may as well just read it off because it, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Uh, I'm not going to have another show where I, where I can put this in. You're right. So that's true. Um, Cowboy Bebop, just like technically like one of my favorite shows of any kind, and it's so stylish. And again, that fusion between like western and uh, space and jazz, and I mean, it's like all the things I like. And it's a great combo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion kind of speaks for itself and its reputation. And it's a thing like Akira where you don't want to get into it or you start sounding crazy. Like right, if I, if I say like all the things about like human instrumentation or something, yeah. I try to explain what, why that's why I like it. I'll sound like a, a nutball. So I don't, you know. Yeah, it's like even harder to to get into Evangelion because there's like so many different iterations of it and there's like so many different branching paths to discuss. Right. It's like it's, it's too complex. <laughs> yeah, and it's hard to explain succinctly why all those things work and are like additive and why right. you kind of want, want to watch like rebuilds of the same show. You're kind of either going to, it's either going to be your favorite anime of all time, or you just might not care. Uh, uh, Bacchino, which seems like an odd choice to some people to I'm be like my third favorite. Um, it's about like 1930s, like speakeasies in Chicago like a steampunk aesthetic okay and there's only like eight or nine episodes like it's a really quick watch and it just like really captured my imagination as like a really bespoke style of uh really like crisp and like clean animation and design um yeah from the 2000s and kind of like a, a late thing for me like that's probably when i was just getting out of anime not that i was ever like fully <laughs> in as this list shows uh samurai shampoo kind of uh, same thing as like Cowboy Bebop, very stylish. The things yeah. you like, um, great music in that. Uh, Tommy Galaxy, every episode's different. Like stylistically, uh, every episode looks like an entirely different anime, and that's fascinating. Oh wow! Like I, I've never seen an American show with that kind of range. Um, it's by uh, Yasuo, who does like a the oh, yeah. short Walk on Girl Mind Game, Devilman Cry Baby, that kind of stuff. So. Yeah um tatami galaxy is just so refreshing and uh i i do kind of get hung up with shows so if they're different every show i i could kind of yeah it helps you move through it yeah right because i think we're both kind of like agnostic about television in a way definitely Um, (laughs) i'm trying to push myself lately but it i really have to push myself through it and uh, i need things like columbo that are like very like self-contained episodic yeah and every um episode of tatami galaxy kind of has the same wraparound like this guy goes to college and he's like what's the worst thing that could happen then like the worst fucking thing happens in every major <laughs> at the college so every episode surrounds a different major that he's taken and it just goes on like this like high-flying fantasy adventure about like what that could be in the style of animation um then the other one's just kind of traditional ping pong the animation just incredible looking show uh yeah that's uh you also as well right i believe maybe yeah part of that uh and it's just about like this ping pong team and it's <laughs> i i just love a concept like that that's eccentric and fun so uh those are all my anime that i rate from like eight to ten uh, <laughs> that's that's a good list yeah i i have watched a lot more of course i watch a lot of like gundams and stuff that's not yeah. on letterbox that i can't add to it so um yeah uh i do like anime it turns out uh yeah i do like, like anime television fans over here 
I like six television shows for sure. (laughs) How about you? Do I know you're not also a television person, but have you like? Did you grow up with anime series or anything? No, not really. Like I said, like I did a lot of like reading. Um, like I read a lot of the the manga and stuff. Um, so there's a lot of manga that I was uh that I was a big fan of. Um. I read a lot of Bleach when I was younger. Um, that big was a fan. show, right? Was, yeah, was Bleach yeah. a show? Okay. Yeah, also also a, a long-running show. Um, kind of in the vein of something like Dragon Ball Z or, uh, oh, sure. or One, One Piece, Piece where it had tons of episodes. Um, and also a very long manga. Um, big fan of Full Metal Alchemist. Um, mm, that was one yeah. of my favorites. Um, Death Note, another favorite of mine. Um, so I read a lot of like the stuff that are like the popular anime, but I haven't actually seen them so i have reference points at least for uh for a lot of that stuff which kind of brings us to like akira which is just uh an anime that was a couple years into its run then had a few years after it was made um so uh so i post my review saying how it's a perfect flawless story and that everyone comes at me like it's a like a maybe the anime and the manga have to be taken in consideration together uh, which I can't do because a, I haven't read the manga and, <laughs> and B, I don't want it to be a television show because I think it's perfect. Yeah, I, I also just kind of don't really agree with that philosophy in general. A lot of people, I think, take that approach of like anime versus the manga. But I think especially when you have something that is taking a very specifically different approach or is condensing that into a different format and a different style. It's it's like it's not really worth comparing the two things because the end result is is very drastically different. So it's not necessarily to me what's better than the other. It's just why not both <laughs> really to is... me it feels like another argument like the end of Trigon. <laughs> like <laughs> right. Like I can't enjoy this because someone else loves the manga more or something like I can't say it is perfect because there is something that they think is more perfect on on this fandom. Yeah. Like it, anime and manga, I find ends up being that way a lot of the time. Uh, but I think we talked about like the music is so good that you can't really. Um, yeah, I can't, can't imagine really just say it's it without story. it. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's and we talk about it at the beginning, like it it being so hard to kind of get a sense of the story of of akira and the argument that oh well you should read the manga because you get so much more of the story i'm like well that's not (laughs) i don't know if that's necessarily what i what i want i i think that akira as a film kind of eschewing the the specific narrative stuff and and focusing a lot more on the the visuals and the sound and the music of it all like i'm much more interested in that than the 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 manga being able to deliver a lot more narrative i think it's fascinating that like the (laughs) writer of the manga was given like creative control he's like i'll only do the project if you give me creative control and like kind of a cut on it so um he actually was able to go in and then determine the ending before his manga was ended so they end very (laughs) interestingly yeah yeah so he's like i'll only do the project with creative control and there's a few ways where this like differentiates itself from like how anime and manga is made into like like TV usually. Like right. um the ways are that he had full creative control. Like it comes from a writer uh from the space, but he's given like his own leash to like create what he wants, right? Like he's given his own yeah. enough rope to kind of like be like, 
Uh, I know this isn't actually what the book is and I'm not like literally translating it. So in that way, it's not literal. I don't feel like I have to compare, but as well, it's um, because it's so written and bespoke and comes from his perspective. It's one of the first like anime that they were able to record like actors lines before they actually uh, did any of the animation, like uh, because it comes from the writer and it's so much that perspective, they were able to do music and voiceover before any of it was even drawn. So um, that's a consideration that's usually taken on American movies, but uh, is usually reversed in, in Japanese anime. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, like, watching this next to a lot of other 80s animation, um, because it's it's the differences is, is really quite incredible. Like, this was... I think by far the most expensive anime that had been produced in Japan at the time. And even though there are plenty of eighties anime that I absolutely adore, it's like watching this next to those. It's like, there's such a, there's such a clear difference in just the, the quality of it and the output and how much craft goes into, to every aspect of it all coming together. And, and like you said, like it's, it's, I don't want to see that without, you know, without all of these extra things that are added into it. Hmm. Yeah, I uh yeah, I don't know. Like I, I've heard like varying amounts of like what <laughs> uh Akira would, would cost. I think like sometimes we've like messed it up being like what is yen like relative to right. American dollars and I've heard both that it was like the most expensive anime, like adjusted for inflation of all time. And I've also heard that it was equivalent to like any other like animation in the West, like budget wise. Uh yeah, I, mean, I think it's hard to know. right i'm sure like looking at it today you'd probably say well that seems like a pretty normal budget but you know i think especially when you look at the way that these things are produced in japan and the amount of work that goes into anything normally if you increase that budget and 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 change the uh the time frame a little bit and it's like yeah this when you look at the time period specifically and and it compared to the things next to it you can tell um, like when we when we watched it just last week and I watched it in 4K and I was just like astonished at, at how crisp and amazing it looks. And it looks like it could have been made, you know, a couple of years ago with just how high quality everything is. And you don't get that with really anything else from that time period. Right. Uh, I mean, it feels like it's afforded um, the opportunity to have that creative control from the ground right. up, but also like reshoots and like re redrawing and um I, I feel like it has like a special place where it doesn't feel rushed at all. It feels like everything is seen yeah, absolutely through. Um, I think like the staggering, like technical side of it, like uh, uh, like the much cited like use of like three hundred seventy colors and fifty of them created specifically for the film. Uh, people <laughs> yeah, believe it's, that the, it's the color like, work is amazing. Yeah, uh, and everything yeah, like I think... drawn on. It, I mean, they created like their own Akira red and. Um, yeah <laughs> it's really beautiful and, it really and because, is uh, one of the reasons of course like anime was never like done at night because it's so much more expensive for yeah. the artists to go in and color and most of this is shot at night so they had to create a lot of new frames and like cell work that wasn't being done yeah i think a lot of it is is and i think this goes for really like just a lot of of film in general but you watch it from a a 2023 perspective and you go yeah this looks like anime and and you kind of take it for granted and it's like well this kind of this is like the foundation of all of the other anime since then and you don't really have that that reference of like you don't have anything after this existing at that time period and (laughs) and how revolutionary all of this was and 
even you look at stuff that's that's that comes after this like some of my other favorite other anime movies like something like ghost in the shell which is Mm. another favorite of mine and that's you know like 10 years after this but even ghost in the shell which i absolutely love the the animation doesn't come just from a technical perspective doesn't come quite close to to what akira did just because of how how much work and and love went into this there are like other things like i mean like ghibli or like uh you know like gainx or uh right Yasu, as we said before, who like really experiment and like bring new things to the form. But I think uh, when when you watch anime, like any anime, and then you watch this, there's something so timeless and specific about it that uh, yeah, it really does feel timeless. There aren't like shots that are wasted. There's not. Um, it doesn't feel like there's wasted space or drawings. Uh, everything Definitely looks not. really great. Um and creative and it feels like it's taking risk and it's playing with like form and space and perspective and uh it's interested in those things yeah it's interesting you say timeless it really does feel that way because especially watching a lot of other stuff from this time <laughs> period this month it's like in almost all of those films it's like you encounter a few things where you're like "Ooh, this is very like of its time this feels like something that wouldn't really fly today you know the stuff mm. that doesn't quite age very well but there's nothing really like that in Akira. It really does feel like this could be made at any point and it could just, it just kind of exists forever. And it's just always, always brilliant. It's so interesting in that it's from like 88, which is feels so long ago now. That's like my whole lifespan, <laughs> but it, <laughs> it's from 88 and then it's based like nearly today. It's based in like 2019. Yeah. So it has like this relationship with the modern time that doesn't feel retro futuristic at all. Uh, it still feels futuristic in a way that uh, something like Blade Runner still feels futuristic or Alien yeah. still feels like it's uh, some kind of uh, sci-fi that could be made today. Uh, like timelessness is just like it's like in that camp with those great movies. Um yeah, absolutely. I think what's like what really helps and I think like the the lack of that very specific structured narrative actually helps it a lot in that department, because I think when you aren't so focused on like the specificity of individual events and you're just like to me, this film is so much just exists in like the emotion of it and like the emotion of the animation itself and that's kind of where all of the resonance comes from. And it's like, mm. that's what makes it, that's what helps it feel timeless. It's not like focused on these very specific ideas that could place it in one specific time. It's like these, these things that just always kind of perpetually exist so that you can always connect to. You know, what's really funny though, like about like location of like placing the time is that it's like the Olympics come to Japan in 2019. That's true, yeah. And, <laughs> and they literally came like the next year. They were supposed to be 2020. I don't yeah. know why they said 2019. They should have probably known that it would have been 2020 based well, I on think the Olympic calendar. I want to or... say they it takes place in 2019 and I want to say the government is talking about the Olympics taking place next year. So maybe it is, is correct in that, in that department. But it's funny because then there's like this global catastrophe and the Olympics (laughs) are delayed in Japan for a year. And it feels like some parts of the Kira aren't that far (laughs) off. Uh, We don't need to get into conspiracy theories. We're the alternative to the right. Um, (laughs) Yeah, The classic, the twin geeks line. (laughs) I'm just going to put it on like the banner of the website. (laughs) Well, alternative to the right uh so this is kind of like about like um 
there were like experiments done on children and then uh japan or like a, whatever like this uh this false version of japan like decides to i don't know if they're like nuking or like bombing their citizens but they like uh they really like try to cover it up and there's like this government conspiracy and this power acura um and these biker gangs are like trying to help each other and get around this stuff again we don't need to do too much plot it's yeah i mean it really is difficult to like get into the specifics of it to me it's it is very much like a kind of um like post fallout kind of reflection film it's very anti-authoritarian it's it's got all of this stuff that feels very um very relevant um and important um and yeah it's like the specifics sure you could get into it but it's it's less important than i think the the idea is that it just kind of gets across without having to yeah. say them out loud. Um, I mean, the, like, there's all the ESP and kind of like the really grayscale children. Yeah. <laughs> I think like having like gray children in a very colorful, like with like colors invented, like environment is really interesting. Right. Um, even when it chooses to use dull colors, it's using them with so much intention. Uh, yeah, that's true. The The desaturation of it really stands out because everything else is is so bright and vivid. I think that's what stood out to me the most is just that the uh, color intention is so like finely tuned and, and directed. It feels like an anime that's really directed. Like there's almost like camera movement and there's like movement of the frame along with the characters. And there's a movement of like background and like objects and like classically like the bike, like sliding out. Uh, It's like the, almost like the signature anime shot, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's all those little details that are that are in here that really make it stand out. Like you said, like there are these these camera movements and just all these little things that you don't really see in a lot of anime um, that that really make it stand out. Like there's there is such a movement to everything that's happening. Like nothing ever feels static. Um, where like you get a lot of that in a lot of other anime where the background is just kind of there, but this is it's always moving. There's always perspective to it and there's always depth to everything which is really quite incredible the amount of like work that goes into all of that yeah um i mean i think we're both kind of like writing for ridley scott so i mean do you feel like it's almost like a ridley scott anime in a way that i do or is it i mean it's so original it's hard to just say that i don't mean it derivatively and i'm not yeah, saying it um, ugly but uh <laughs> yeah i mean i think there's definitely a lot of that to it it's hard to like not see a lot of that that influence i think there's definitely or at least even drawing from like those same places like even that kind of just like that gear imagery and stuff like that that kind of ends up in a lot of this this cyberpunk framework i know that i think there's like a computer sound from alien that they literally borrow for the- the movie so, <laughs> oh, i so love my, yeah i love hearing that sound it's it's so fun that's like that's that that sound became so like prolific in a lot of the cyberpunk stuff and every time i hear it i'm like yeah. oh, it's the alien computers <laughs> this is still what i picture as like an idealistic cyberpunk by the way like when i think of that cyberpunk game i think Acura is kind of what i want it to be uh and i found out that they have the the yeah cycle. <laughs> it's true there's a lot of there's a lot of cyberpunk that does feel very very akira and they did put the bike in the game so you can just That's drive amazing. around on the bike and, and feel like you're you're in that world. I think I did that a lot playing playing cyberpunk. <laughs> it sounded to me like you guys were just saying there was like a, a bike in the game and it's kind of like this. Um, but no, they they have like the license 
bike. Pretty, yeah, I mean, they pretty, pretty, it's pretty, pretty much the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, because it it does seem like a cross media thing. Like it has Keanu Reeves, and it's very aware. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, there's there's yeah. it's there's tons of references to to stuff like this to all of this cyberpunk media, and they know they very much are like aware of of all of that stuff. They seem like so invested because then they put the rights. I mean, you know, CD Projekt read very careful with their um, how they are as a company, which is so funny right. that they got in such hot water because they're <laughs> they're so manufactured about like how they present and like yeah, um, you know, like good old games and uh, uh, just like their service and like pro consumer kind of like merits right. their company are like uh, so firmly established that it was weird when the when everyone kind of had that moment against them. It was it was sad because I when yeah. I played it I had I had virtually no issues with it and it was very sad oh, to like that that, that everyone else had so many so many problems and I was like no but I'm having a great time with this <laughs> oh man that's like Steven and Redfall you really hate to see it <laughs> yeah Cyberpunk and Redfall are right next to each other for sure <laughs> uh, I'm sure you said it more than a few times uh, there's this thing though where it's kind of like they they are so self aware that they're almost feeding back into anime like they. Uh, uh, had that new series come on Netflix, yeah. the Cyberpunk Edge Runner, whatever that looks really incredible, and has like an equal uh, letterbox rating to like Neon Genesis. I'm sure it's <laughs> you know, I'm sure it's not the best anime of all time or something, but um, you know, yeah, animated, it, it might be um, the recent one people like. Yeah, it's animated by Trigger, I think, which is a which is a okay. really cool studio. Um, yeah, I like that, a lot of their I mean, work. So that almost makes me think maybe it is that good. Like maybe it does have some kind of. Uh, merit to it. yeah i, I mean it's it's like it's then. good to know that that when they decided to to do something like that that they get the the right people on it they're not just like hiring out some random nameless studio they're like no we're gonna get <laughs> like these people that are at the top of the game right now <laughs> and those are all like old like gay next guys too so it, it almost yeah. yeah i mean okay so it, yeah it's even with the neon just because <laughs> it's the same people that made it okay fair enough <laughs> i <laughs> understand true. yeah I, I really should uh i really should check out edge runners it's supposed to be great yeah i, I kind of want to see it too um i feel like i don't even know if there's i don't know like i i feel bad like getting on like into like the daydream cast territory but i really want to play like cyberpunk and like talk about it and talk about the show one day but uh maybe i'll find an excuse one day you can find you can do whatever you want this show has no boundaries anymore <laughs> yeah uh this show is just like whatever people bring to it now so that's very Which I think exciting is, i think it's great yes yeah, that's yeah. really nice i'll be uh, back at some point when we finally finish our other project <laughs> yeah uh maybe we could like announce it at the end or we could just maybe tease what we're doing at the end but uh we've been working on that project for so long and this is almost just like a, a cover for us to like gain a little bit more time and yeah <laughs> more thoughtfully get through a three-hour movie that we have like ahead of us um so <laughs> yeah yeah we had, we had been working on that for a while and then you kind of pitched uh the the twin geeks team some different ideas if anyone wanted to to talk about some different things and i was like oh, i'll absolutely come on and talk about akira because it is <laughs> the best it yeah um, it almost feels like you need some separation between like this long projects and right uh, just I something just quick and easy just talk about anime for for a couple hours like it, importantly i want people like bring stuff to the show and and have it be like a show that's very democratic but uh i also remember how it was going through every bogdanovich and altman film and right i don't want to like break <laughs> you don't want to like yeah put the yeah. pressure on it yeah it's it's tough 
because I, I almost like lost my joy for podcasting, even though I love the shows we made. It's kind of like it, there's a point where it's too much and you need to. like. Yeah, when it feels down. like it's homework, it doesn't it's yeah. not as fun anymore. It, it takes the, the joy out of it. I think when it's six movies a week for one show, I think it becomes yeah, like, oh, God, what am that's I doing? a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it's great when it's every two weeks and it's, you know, um, just a, a subject someone brought to it. Maybe I talked to Ezra about Mario. Right. Or, Less pressure, uh, and you can kind of go back and forth between different things much easier. And even like talking about an unassailable like anime, like Akira, which is almost <laughs> like bulletproof. We aren't going to have a hot take. You know, it doesn't feel like a lot of legwork to to really put this together. Besides, like finding new ways to describe something right. <laughs> that uh, different ways to to get into Akira. Yeah. It's almost like how do you describe something that's so mono cultural that if you like name one anime you name akira like right uh you name like the one anime on criterion this is the only one uh yeah that's true there's it's surprising that there's not like a second one since the laser disc days but uh it wasn't even until 2014 that they they introduced fantastic mr fox i think they have one or two others now but that's a long animated films in general yeah yeah they only have three or four um, i think uh what is it fantastic planet was that yeah, yeah fantastic, fantastic planet, planet came out after that and uh and now they've got wally oh yeah yeah i have i have wally i still haven't <laughs> opened it that's what i do with criterion so i'm gonna watch all these extras and <laughs> and then you put it on the shelf, shelf on open yeah <laughs> i i always feel like it's like buying time so i don't have to watch it yet in a way so uh, it's almost like a security that I'll watch Wally one day. Yeah, it's just always there for you. Like I've got a brighter summer day on my shelf, and I'm like, yeah, someday I'll have four hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched um, some movie that was like four and a half hours. Uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Oh, and, really? Uh, movies uh, are difficult when you're also trying to like be a dad and a husband. Yeah, and, <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> and a dog owner and a cat owner. And you can imagine all the distractions, but it was a Dr. Mabuse, The Gambler, which is a 1922 silent film that's also five hours long. Oh, wow. that's That sounds like, yeah, that's that's a journey you went on. You can imagine. It, I mean, it was for, for like my friend festival, which I'm just trying to like wrap up by the end of this year, at least. Uh, my goal <laughs> I should probably year. do that, too. How far in are you? Have you made much progress in yours? Uh, I'm not sure how many I have left. I don't even know if I could I could find it at this point. I think I got through a pretty good chunk of them. Um, I think I'm at like 66. It feels very possible. Though. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Um, I've got like 12 left, 13 okay. left. That's not too bad. I can get through those. Did you do a whole hundred or did you? No, I did okay. five from, from everyone. So I think I had 50. Okay, that's probably more sensible than grabbing a hundred films. A <laughs> hundred is is quite a lot. I think only Matt finished his. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matt's I know very dedicated. And I haven't, but yeah, I mean Matt's very good at watching in you know in series a lot of things. Uh, yeah, Matt I get distracted very good far too easily. <laughs> and I'm I'm good at it for like the site. Like if I'm gonna write something, I could watch whatever I have to watch. But uh, like just personal, like I, yeah. I'm. I kind of just float between whatever sounds most appealing. Like if exactly if you were been come up with a great Japanese film, I'm probably watching that instead of whatever <laughs> whatever I wanted. Uh, that sounds like a better time to me than uh, choosing something on my own. Right, uh, <laughs> it's easier. Unless that I way, have to think sure. and determine my own. Yeah, 
That's why I don't get to my Blu-rays and DVDs. <laughs> uh, it's it's understandable. Which is kind of the Akira thing too. Is I I had seen it three or four times, but I had never fully seen it. Like it was always things like I had, I had shown it to like two people I dated, and I've never I'm not like that person that shows anime to to everyone I date. I'm not like okay now you have to watch all my favorite anime <laughs> like. It was just happened to be Akira two times and then with my wife as well. So uh, I don't know how I haven't seen the ending, but they're, you know, like, yeah, that was, that was, I was curious what that was, what that was like for you. Like how much of it did you remember and how much of it felt totally fresh? I'd say like the last 20 minutes just felt like a different movie than I thought this was. (laughs) Yeah. Always got an hour and 40 minutes through it. (laughs) I'm sure I abandoned it even sooner in some places. Like right. with the, I know one of the people just weren't biting on it, and and that was a short session. But uh, <laughs> like, oh, never mind. This isn't working yeah. out. <laughs> I guess I never like watched it with someone so dedicated to anime that they were very open minded about it. Uh, right, and that could be harder to find outside of like online communities, and yeah, <laughs> uh, even just like going and reading about Akira, you kind of read people who are like, uh, I wouldn't talk about any other anime, but I'm more right about this one. And that's so, I think, insulting to even this movie. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is very definitive, but that also doesn't mean that it's like the only one worth paying attention to. <laughs> I feel it's like treated that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think by some people for sure. But it's like, I think that's, I think even, you know, Otomo would be disappointed in that. Like, I think to to have created something so influential that people are just like, well, this is the only thing I need. It's like, that's not true. Yeah. There's so much more. This like covers everything. Um, it, it does have like all these things. Like if you have watched animation since then, you've seen these ideas. Right. Like, um, it's just that monocultural, but I don't think that means just because not every other anime has like a worldwide global influence on animation doesn't right. mean that they're not equally valid. Like there's other animes like Cowboy Bebop that I think are even better than this. Um, so it, it is possible. I, I I mean, this is in anyone's top 10 and right. <laughs> that might be the problem. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's good to like see the, the quintessential important stuff but it's also i would say even more important to like be able to to seek out all the other stuff in between and and find the stuff that's kind of unique to you and stuff that maybe nobody else has seen or nobody that you know has seen it's It's more fun to discover stuff only watching citizen kane of like all the (laughs) right movies like (laughs) why would you yeah why would you do that anime is such a wide like uh very popular and full genre um with like all kinds like we talked about there are slice of life and sci-fi and yeah uh, other examples of of what anime can be and people that are like forming it into new things now like asuma and so many creative people working on it yeah i think it's i think one of my favorite things about getting more and more into into anime in the past couple of years is like when you it's it's so i think more than anything else to me it feels like it's so easy to kind of do these deep dives and go down different avenues and you can say i like this director i like this kind of general niche genre and you can (laughs) go down all these different roads and just discover stuff that seems so like underseen and that's when it gets like really fun to me is when i find something that you know none of my friends have seen or i haven't even really heard of before and i'm like oh this is great like even 
going back to earlier, like talking about Royal Space Force, like I had never mm. really heard of that. <laughs> I heard about it a couple times in passing and I watched it. And I was like, oh, this is incredible. And it's like, now I have this thing that I can recommend to people and I can share with people. And that's more exciting than just being like, yeah, I love Akira because everyone loves Akira and everyone's seen Akira. <laughs> it really is the most boring anime we could have chosen for a podcast. <laughs> I mean, like it's it's exciting to be doing it, though, like to like market off the list of the things covered by the right. Twin Geeks feels really great to me. <laughs> well, that's the headline. And then we you get into the podcast and you hear us talk about all this other cool stuff. So, right. Yeah. I mean, I think we shared like a lot of recommendations and kind of like covered a lot of ground that isn't isn't Akira. So. I still feel very good about it, despite neither of us knowing what the plot of this movie might be. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I, I was just kind of looking back through. So I first watched this not that long ago, only a few years ago now, um, just because I didn't watch a lot of like anime films mm-hmm. um, when I was younger. But the first time I watched it, like that was kind of my my main takeaway. I was like, well, this is really cool and really, you know, it's really well animated. But I was like, I don't know what happened. It made no <laughs> sense to me. And it just like... That that kind of was that that missing piece where I was like, this just didn't really click with me, and I was like, I like this, and I can see why it's so influential, but yeah, I don't really get it, and I was kind and of just a, like eight out of ten, by the way, before this. Yeah, that's what I that's what I had it at the first time was okay. an eight, and and I was kind of just like miffed by like the final act, just felt like yeah. Kaneda and Tetsuo just yelling at each other, and I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> But, you know, then I watched it again. And I was like, never mind. I was crazy back then. Like, yeah, I immediately disagreed with myself. And I was like, I don't really care about the, you know, the plot not making complete sense to me. That doesn't matter. Within 10 minutes, I think I said it was the best thing I saw all month. And I still feel that way. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that I, I could just watch that that first like 15, 20 minutes on, on repeat. Just that whole bike sequence is just perfect. I might say it's better than the rest of the movie, but I think the rest of the movie is still a 10. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think I would agree with opening. you. Yeah. <laughs> I think like just that opening track, it just like all of it comes together so well and that great mm-hmm. like neon night animation and everything just is is so great. I mean, the rest of it is is also perfect, but that that first that opening sequence is is really something else. I'm surprised like there's so few of like the really prestige anime as video games in some way <laughs> yeah i don't know how like, you would translate it but you know I'd, I'd ride around on a bike and get into like biker wars i guess just that there's no like significant acura or uh cowboy bebop or neon genesis video game is like troubling to me in some way <laughs> but just because like japan makes my favorite video games and right. animations and you know, there's no ghibli i mean i think ghibli did work with level five on like their own like nino kuni like like they're all oh, yeah, I forgot about those games. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's no like spirited away or you know, <laughs> like Howl's Moving Cat. Like they they don't make Yeah, they don't like games. license that stuff out in the same way. Yeah. It's very I guess weird. they probably it's yeah. probably like licensed out to like arcade games more in, in Japan. Like oh, yeah. I think that's probably probably more of their thing or like pachinko machines or whatever. Pachinko machines yeah. for all those things probably exist for sure. Um uh, I, I'm just surprised in some way that there there isn't like a huge crossover. It's, it kind of feels like <laughs> like Metal Gear Solid kind of covers all of them. Like <laughs> like eventually Kojima is just like, well, they're I'll not going to license yeah. it. So <laughs> I'm going to make Cowboy Bebop and, uh, you know, Neon Jess and, you know, <laughs> yeah, I guess we Acura. Need, <laughs> we need more game directors who have seen 5,000 movies. That's what, that's what we really need. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have, you know, like you know, Suda and 
and Kojima and uh, yeah, that like that class and also uh, Mikami. Uh, I feel like there are like a lot of Japanese directors who love like yeah American sci-fi and horror movies, and uh, oddly there aren't like American game directors that love these things. So uh, I'm glad those guys are out. Yeah, there. it's true. Yeah, it's interesting when you, you you say that about like these these things not having video games because on the one hand I agree I'm like yeah maybe that would that does sound pretty cool and I think I kind of would want that but I'm also like I wonder how many of like these directors would kind of find that to like go against everything they yes, I yes, think specifically yeah. at least Anno I think would just hate the idea of like a, an Evangelion video game <laughs> I think it would be so perfect and I think you would hate it too um, yeah, he definitely it would, would. <laughs> it would almost have to be persona like as like a visual novel in a way right um i could see it playing like persona in like a sci-fi setting but uh i think he would hate it so much and uh <laughs> and it would be so anti-audience in some way i'm not sure how but i i'm sure i've played like a terrible ghost in the shell game so like uh, i think these things do occasionally happen and they're just not very yeah interesting and so they stop doing it with the with the franchises that feel untouchable that they don't want to fuck up on yeah or these um, things all do have video games that just don't get like ported to america yeah. and we don't know about them yeah, it's very possible there's like outlaw star trigun yeah. video games out there somewhere <laughs> I, I just feel like cowboy bebop would be you know stylish and cool and you know but uh it's almost better if they don't do these things so yeah you don't want to be disappointed by it it's better right. in your head <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on. I think we covered a lot here, and uh, I'm very yeah. happy with that episode. I had a great time talking about Akira and all various kinds of anime and everything else in between. I don't know what possessed us, do we? <laughs> yeah, you want to tease our, our our upcoming project here? Maybe that'll kind of push us to, to finally get it done. <laughs> do we want to, or should we just, like, it'll probably be, like, a few weeks from now or, like, a month from now that it actually goes up, but... uh what do I'll you leave, think? I'll, I'll leave it up to you, editor in chief. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more worried about pronunciations. I feel like we've done so well. Oh, that's true. We and... need to. We need to practice. Maybe that's a. I think we've given enough hints now. But okay. um, yeah, I yeah. think we need to practice our pronunciation because I also don't want to. I also don't want to fuck that up. <laughs> right. I. I feel like if we're going to be like the experts of this uh, particular director, um, we can't just like we can't announce a show and get it wrong the first time yeah that, that would invalidate um i don't have any other good puns about this <laughs> it's hard to yeah i don't think they really lend themselves very well to it but check um, back on the third podcast of the night for, <laughs> there, there you go <laughs> you i got it. nothing <laughs> <laughs> well i think i think probably some of our friends already have a have a decent idea of what we're what we're working on um but so far it's been very great to explore this director and i'm very excited to explore the rest and come back to talk about his filmography yeah that'll be a blast thank you so much fun thank you